0: This episode of Talk Central is brought to you by Pinnacle, Africa's top ICT distribution business, delivering the exceptional every time.
1: I'm Richard van Abert.
0: And I'm Duncan MacLeod.
1: This is Talk Central, episode 221 for the week starting 10 June 2018.
0: Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, SA's premier tech news website and podcast network.
1: On Talk Central this week, Sipu Maseko's open letter to South Africa's political leaders.
0: Also this week, Remgro's CIVH to buy Vumatel. Telecom's operators take a to court. Vodacom ordered to withdraw best network claim. And Google bars AI for weapons but continues to work with the military.
1: Hmm. It's Sunday. We're live on the interwebs and it's time to talk everything technology.
0: Welcome to the show. How's it, Richard?
1: How's it, Duncan?
0: Welcome to all our live listeners as well today. Just a reminder, if you want to participate in the podcast, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note, oh seven one triple nine double one double one. That's oh seven one triple nine. Double one, double one, And uh, we've got quite a few voice notes to get to today Which we will do so shortly um, We had some good chats this week Actually on the podcast uh, I had a great discussion with Mark Pilgrim Who I think many listeners will know He hosts oh, yeah. the uh, mid-morning show On Hot 91.9 Nine here in Johannesburg And he is a Self-professed uh, Android, uh, sorry, Apple Aficionado, when I was saying Android He told me, he told me in fact he would never use Android um, And we had a great discussion <laughs> About the uh, the WWDC event in San Francisco uh, uh, earlier in the week, that was of course Apple's big developer conference, and uh, had a great chat with uh, with Mark Pilgrim. Uh, also about his career in radio, and also his fight with uh, his fight with cancer and the heart attack he had a few years ago. It's a really really great discussion. So if you haven't heard that one, go and have a listen to it. The other podcast I'd like to highlight this week is the one we did with Peter Ace. Uh, many of the mm. listeners of the show will know him as the former CEO of Vodacom. He now works for Remgro and he sits on the board as non-executive chairman of Community Investment Ventures Holdings, which is the company that's in the process of buying Vumatel, which we'll talk about in the news this week. Also with a listen. So um, yeah, oh seven one triple nine double one double one is the WhatsApp number. Please send us a voice note if you've got any questions or comments on the show today. We'd love to hear from you. And, in fact, we have quite a few comments on uh, on our WhatsApp line this week. Um, so let's jump straight into those, Rechart. Uh, let's, let's start with one that was a text message. Um, it's, it starts uh, almost reluctant to read this. Hello, Uncle Duncan MacLeod. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel nice. about being called an uncle, but uh, there we go. He says, thanks for – and this is from, by the way, uh, this is from Mohammed uh, Gangat, uh, and he lives in uh, Vienna in KwaZulu-Natal. He says, thanks for such an informative show. I live in Vienna, KwaZulu-Natal, and there's still no ADSL lines here. Uh, I went to Telkom's website and required them to install an ADSL line in my area several times without luck. Can you assist me, please? And why is it that all other towns smaller than Vienna have ADSL? Well, um, I don't know the answer to that question, Mohammed. I know that uh, Telcom has actually been decommissioning a lot of uh, lines in rural areas. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't get too hopeful about getting DSL, I'm afraid. Um, the more outlying areas are more being served with uh, LTE, fixed LTE infrastructure these days. Um, but, yeah, I'm afraid I have no specific comment on, on Vienna and KwaZulu-Natal. I think I've been there. I think it's in northern KZN, somewhere near Newcastle mm. or in that area. Or Ladysmith, somewhere, somewhere in northern KZN, I think. Um, but yeah, so, sorry, chap, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, you're probably going to be waiting a long time for fibre infrastructure in that area if it ever comes. Uh, but I don't think uh, I don't think you're going to be getting um, DSL, uh, which is really a legacy technology now. I'm afraid. So I don't have great news yeah, for you. Then we got a voice note from Weppner van der Volt, who has been on the show previously. Um, he, uh, I think it was when we recorded two weeks ago he sent us a, a voice note. And he sent us a follow-up, which I'm going to play quickly, Richard.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for putting me on the show. It was, I was so stoked to hear myself uh-huh. on here. It was great. Um, I just wanted to pitch another idea for <laughs> you this week, another app that maybe would be worthwhile, meaningful to everyone who's, on the, who's listening. Uh, if you're into mindfulness and meditation i'd highly recommend the app headspace Uh, it is pricey i won't lie Uh, it is for both android and ios but uh, it's uh, incredibly well done um, and the lessons are fantastic if you're just learning about meditation they've got a 10 free day trial which you can test out otherwise you can buy the full package and subscribe and then you can get access to the whole database um very great elements they send you little reminders they um it's very well researched lessons Uh, they have great videos content as well Um, and anyone who wants to uh, further their mindfulness or meditation practice it is highly valuable and i can't recommend it enough okay keep up the good work look forward to the next episode cheers
0: Well, thanks, Vepana. If anyone's interested in meditation, Headspace uh, is his recommendation. Go check it out. Um, I don't meditate. I'm downloading it now, actually. Oh, are you okay? All right, go check it out. Let Not us know. that I
1: meditate, but hey, you never, you never know. It might be worth starting at some point. <laughs> uh,
0: we then have a voice note from Glenn Varan, who's a, um, a fan of the show uh, and a, a loyal longtime listener of the show. Glenn is from, uh, from Cape Town and uh, was uh, one of the pioneers in his neighborhood for getting fiber installed. I think they got it through Frogfoot eventually. Um, but uh, we've got a message from Glenn, so let's have a listen to this.
3: Hey guys, it's Glenn from Cape Town. A few shows back you talked about those really flaky Android boxes that you buy at big box retailers. Yeah, I couldn't agree more there, huh? I picked one up about a year ago and uh, I managed to find some firmware that w- would allow me to give me the proper Android TV user experience. Although it's not officially c- certified by Google, but at least it gave me a taste. At least it was a lot better than the firmware that was on the device originally. So, Of course, the hardware is not great, so it's time for an upgrade, and I'm going for the NVIDIA Shield. Mm. Seriously, guys, you need to look at this device. I mean, the reviews, the benchmarks uh, just speak for themselves. It is certified by Google, as well as the apps that run on there, like Netflix and so forth, are certified by their vendors, so you kind of have that that guarantee that the apps are going to work really well. I mean, Netflix, 4K, HDR, provided you've got the TV, will work out of the box. It's got a Plex server and a Plex client. So, uh, gee, oh, no. sh- sh- can I go on? All right. Hmm. So, yeah, I think
0: <laughs> I I'm just going to pause that uh, message there because uh, um, Glenn uh, talks about a different um, subject after that. But uh, NVIDIA Shield, have you had a look at that, Richard?
1: No, I haven't. I mean, I've heard about it, but I kind of just uh, shrugged it off as something. I've got my PC connected. I wouldn't use it. But it's always it's always opportunity for more gadgets, right? I actually need to see if I can get hold of one and, and, and play with it yeah, and, and, and see.
0: I don't think they're officially sold in South Africa. Um, I've also only just looked at it peripherally, uh, but it does look like a very nice box.
1: Yeah, I can see. I'll just do a quick search. I mean, you can. It seems like you can probably buy them through third parties in South Africa. I'm better buy from three eight from, to other guys going up to about six grand. So sure, not cheap. I'm sure if you want one, desperate if you're desperate enough, you can get one. But um, why, why wouldn't it be available in South Africa yet? I mean, it's been out for quite a while. I don't know. Maybe but it is. I don't know.
0: I've never really tried. Um, but um, it's something I haven't really looked at. But um, I must say I'm quite keen to, to find out more about the NVIDIA Shield. Mm, mm. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it's good for gaming as well, although standard stand to correction. I really don't know much about the box, I'm afraid, Glenn. Uh, but maybe you can uh, you
1: can get one first. Well, gl- well,
0: Glenn's getting one, so <laughs> maybe he can provide us some feedback once uh, he's, uh, a once he's review, yeah. had a chance to play with it. Yeah, uh, let us know uh, what you think of it, Glenn. I, m- I might get one myself. They um, they they they're very nice looking boxes, I must say. Mm-hmm. But the second part of uh, Glenn's uh, message, uh, Rehut, is is um, is is for you. Have a listen. Oh,
3: relic that I'm currently using. In any case, um, Rehut, you have been reviewing high end routers of late. Um, I was wondering if you could take a look at the Ubiquiti range of networking products. I've got the, the access point, the one that looks like a UFO. Uh, it's the ACLR. Man, this device, I swear by it. Uh, coupled with the controller software, which I'm currently running on a Raspberry Pi, um, which is obviously running my home automation, uh, home assistant home automation uh, platform as well. And I cannot give praise to this a product. I've got full Wi-Fi coverage within my house um, and also I plan to put in a second one because I need to expand my 5 gigahertz coverage because that, that coverage is not not wonderful but at least um I've, I've sorted out my wi-fi problems and of course at some point i want to replace my router with the security gateway uh, which again is a is a, is a product onto itself so yeah looking forward to that uh, if you can arrange that uh, so that you can put that one gigahertz uh, one gigabit sorry fiber connection mm-hmm. to the test with uh, ubiquity products In any case guys thanks for the great show as always keep it up and uh, chat again soon cheers bye
1: well,
0: there you go. It sounds like you're gonna to have to get one yeah,
1: of those. Yeah, definitely. That's some great feedback. I have kept my eye on the ubiquity stuff, but they, they, they just initially they always uh, seem a bit more high end than what I need. But hey, if they provide the coverage, um, I know the guy that I can get them from. So I must actually make a call next week and then start playing and see how far I can push this uh, this uh, gigabit network.
0: There we go. You can uh, you can review that router while uh, while Glenn gives us his feedback on. Uh, on the NVIDIA Shield. And our last voice note uh, today... Definitely.
1: Thanks for that suggestion. Uh,
0: our last voice note today comes from, I think it's Dayan. Uh, let's have a listen to this.
2: How's it, Richard? then, Duncan, Dayan Quick one on um, the new network launch this past week of Rain Mobile. Um, I just want to know, what are your guys' thoughts on it? Um, do you think it is competitively priced? Uh, I know they were offering uh, 250 Rand unlimited data except... Excluding um, six hours within the day, um, yeah. I know personally, I expected a much better or compelling offer, because um, I, th- I think where they're going to make most of their money is on that 50 rand per gig, which could run up a big wall um, in those six hours that it, the unlimited it doesn't include. Um, yeah, keen to hear you guys' thoughts. Thanks.
0: Rain Mobile, yeah, they launched this week, kind of a soft launch. They, um, they, they're mm. they not uh, sort of shouting about it from the hilltops yet. But um, I have an interview, podcast interview tomorrow afternoon with Willem Roos, who's the CEO of Rain. Uh, we'll be recording live at 3 p.m. If you want to go on to live.techcentral.co.za and listen to that, otherwise we'll package, package it as a podcast immediately thereafter. But uh, the pricing looks pretty compelling to me, 50 rand a gig or 5 cents a megabyte um, you pay for what you've used at the end of the month. Um, It it looks quite compelling. It's a a mobile broadband Mm. network that does not offer voice services. So if you put this in your your phone, you're probably going to want to have a dual SIM phone and use uh, another SIM for voice calls. Um, but 50 Rand a gig and then unlimited data, I think on a promotional basis uh, for a period of time um, within certain hours, I think for like 18 or 19 hours a day, it's, it's unlimited. Uh, and then you use, I think between, I forget the details, but something like between 5 PM and midnight or something, you you pay um, uh, that 50 cents, uh, though that 5 cent rate. Um, it's it's pretty good, I think, really, certainly relative mm. to the big mobile operators, um, it, 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 it's You know, I haven't run the comparisons, but uh, compared to Telcom, I'm not sure how it stacks up to those free me plans. Um, But it's certainly a a compelling offering in the market. Um, I I think, uh, you know, having um, even any sort of uncapped offering in the mobile market is is difficult to do, given all the spectrum constraints. Um, At face value, and I haven't, I must admit, I haven't looked at it in a great deal of detail, but it – it looks reasonable. It looks pretty good, and um, we'll be talking to Willem Roos tomorrow and get some more detail about what their are thinking is and where they're going to be taking this.
1: Yeah, look, it certainly sounds interesting. But if I compare it to my own package, uh, where I mean, with, with Afriost, I get two gigs for ninety-nine rand. So you can certainly bring it down if you if you manage your network usage smartly, or if you manage who you with uh, and and have potentially a, a Bolton like Afriost on. I think, mm. um, but for everybody else. You know, 50, 50 around a gig is pretty damn good.
0: Yeah. Anyway, listen to the podcast with Willem Roos tomorrow. We'll have um, some more insight and detail on on where the company's going around these p- tariff plans and how they work exactly. Uh, so if you're interested in, in Rain Mobile, if you have coverage, I don't, I must say, even though I'm here in a, in a highly populated part of Johannesburg, there's no coverage in my suburb. The neighboring suburbs have Rain Mobile coverage, but uh, but not me, so I can't even test it out for you. Um. But, yeah, that's Rain Mobile. And thanks for all the voice notes, guys. Please keep them coming, 71 We love the feedback, and uh, we will try our best to answer your questions where we can. And, uh, yeah, Glenn, please let us know about that Nvidia Shield. I'm quite keen to hear more about that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, before we dive into this week's news, let's do our quiz. Do you want to do the first question?
1: Certainly. The first question in this week's quiz. Remgro's CIVH is planning to buy 100% of fiber specialist Vumatel. How much of the business did it announce it's acquired this week?
0: And which mobile operator this week took communications regulator ICASA to court over the short deadline it was given to implement new rules about data expiry and rollover?
1: The third question. Which streaming video provider snapped up rights to England's Premier League this week?
0: And Qualcomm this week unveiled a new processor for PCs in an effort to begin to dislodge Intel's dominance in the PC market. What is that processor called?
1: Hmm, That's going to be an interesting one. And the final question. Microsoft this week acquired which platform of software developers? And for a bonus point, how much is the deal worth? And that's also a big one.
0: It is a big one, yeah. Uh, and lots of uh, unhappy, I think particularly Linux developers out there, open source developers up, out there about the acquisition. And I think I've just given away the answer there if you didn't know it already. Uh, but we'll get to the answers at the end of the show as always. But let's jump into this week's news. And there's a ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, of course, didn't record last Sunday. Um, but uh, there was so much this week anyway, uh, that uh, mm. we're going to keep the, the focus to this week's main news. And without doubt, the biggest news this week was the one, the story that broke on Friday that um, CIVH or Community Investment Ventures Holdings is buying Vumatel. They've announced that they have already bought 34.9% of the company and uh, they are now in exclusive negotiations um, over the next couple of months uh, to conclude a deal to buy 100% of Vumatel. Uh, Very interesting, very interesting move, especially in light of the fact that we reported on Tech Central, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago that Vodacom was in talks to buy a stake In Vermittal The rumour was that Mm. they were going to buy a 49% stake So I get the very distinct Impression here that CIVH slash RemGro have um, stolen this from under Vodacom. Of course, CIVH is the biggest shareholder in dark fiber Africa, which is the big open source or open source, open access uh, fiber provider, which has rolled out fiber across uh, South Africa uh, between the cities and also uh, extensive metropolitan fiber infrastructure. And more recently, they've also started to dabble in fiber to the home. They bought SA Digital Villages, which is a fiber to the home provider. They bought Conduct Telecommunications, which is a fiber to the business provider. And uh, now their parent company is buying, is buying uh, Vumatel. So inter- interesting development. Um, I think I think a lot of people will say, "Well, thank goodness that CIVH is buying it, and not Vodacom." Um, I certainly yeah. have seen a lot of remarks like that on on social media. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting move. Uh, I think that uh, the the speculation about Vodacom moving in probably prompted CIVH, and this this is me speculating, but I think oh. it probably prom- prompted Remgro and CIVH to make their move now uh, and to enter into yeah. these exclusive discussions. Um,
1: and what and what a purchase it is for any business, I think. I mean, what what a company. I mean, we've been speaking about uh, Vumatol since its inception, since they first broke ground in Parkhurst. Yeah. Um, and it was it's just, you know, I, I look forward to talking about them for many years to come still because they kind of did so many amazing things, first but second, they also, um, I guess, built so much value in a relatively short period of time.
0: Indeed, indeed. And this isn't the first uh, business that they've sold to, ultimately, to Remgro. Uh, of course, um, Johan Pretorius and Neil Skuman who started uh, Vumatel, I think with Richard Kame, have uh, started another business called Conduct Telecommunications, which they also sold to the same group um, that was a fiber to the business provider. Uh, so the s- second time around, and in fact, uh, uh, in my interview with Peter Ace uh, this week, he said that um, given their relationship and the fact that they've worked together previously, uh, he, they were quite comfortable working with the team there, and, uh, and the, they're quite comfortable doing the deal. They haven't um, disclosed the value of the acquisition, uh, although I, I would imagine that at some point Remgro will uh, disclose it in their financial reporting uh, but i i 'd imagine also that it's it 's uh, quite a sizable acquisition i I would imagine it 's in mm. the upper hundred hundreds of millions if not in the billions um, but yeah big big exit for the guys from vumatel they they uh, they 've um, no doubt uh, done very well out of this and um you 're right this company has transformed the Last mile broadband market in South Africa, and uh, I think I kind of think, yeah, having them not owned by a major telco is probably a good thing.
1: Yeah, we've we've seen that story written many times in history, <laughs> internationally <laughs> and locally. Yeah, it, it's 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 probably a safer move uh, for the consumer.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll watch watch this with a great deal of interest. They're in exclusive talks for around two or three months, I think. Um, They need to raise the funding um, for the second tranche, so the the 65.1% that they haven't bought. Um, But it sounds a bit odd, Remgro struggling to find funding, but I suppose they've got to go through the right channels and use the right balance sheets and all the rest of it and do the capital raising in the right sort of way. So I'm very certain that they are going to be able to raise the funding to do the deal. Um, so we should have a finalization on that in the not too distant future, but in very interesting uh, very interesting development and a big consolidation in the telecommunications market. So so Sipo, I don't know if you saw the Sunday Times this morning, Uh, Sipo Maseko, the CEO of Telcom, um, page three of the newspaper, well, I read it on my iPad, um, (laughs) put out a a full page uh, open letter to the politicians. It was addressed to Cyril Ramaphosa, the leader of the ANC. It was addressed to... uh, uh, Musi Maimani, the leader of the DA Musia Lakota from COPE Mangasuta Buthelezi from the IFP And so, and other politicians uh, In which he he basically said look at, look at these terrible economic numbers The GDP growth numbers in the first quarter Which uh, were down 2.2% Absolutely shocking uh, And he said the ICT sector And I'm paraphrasing here I don't have the ad in front of me okay. But he said uh, that this, uh, you know, this has the potential uh, The sector has the potential To unlock economic growth And we need to we really need to focus on that, and um, I thought it was very interesting. He spoke about spectrum, spectrum needs to be released, etc., etc. and he's absolutely right about all of these things. But I penned a column this morning, published actually just before we started podcasting today, uh, saying that uh, the st- his, his remarks do need to be taken with a pinch of salt, given what Telcom said at the uh, colloquium or the workshop that the Department of Telecommunications and Postal Services held in March to talk about the um, electronic communications amendment bill, the draft version thereof, where Telcom argued very strongly for the wholesale open access network, which is government's plan to create a you know, kind of a super infrastructure entity in, in the telecoms market, to be given access to all unallocated spectrum. Um, uh, so in other words, 4G spectrum in, in, in the digital dividend bands at at 20, 2,600 megahertz, at 3,500 megahertz, etc., cetera, which um, mm. I've written in the past is a terrible idea because we don't want to go back to the days where there is an infrastructure monopoly and giving all the spectrum to one player is going to result in an infrastructure monopoly. Infrastructure competition is not a bad thing, although the government seems to think it is. Um, so I've, I've written a piece on that today. Um, so... Basically saying, you know, Sipo was making the right comments here. It's fantastic that that uh, Telcom is raising these issues in, the, in, a, in a public forum like this, putting pressure on the politicians to do something about this because we all know that the spectrum should have been released ages ago. But at the same time, imploring the politicians not to listen to the specifics of Telcom's plans too carefully because uh, I think it's talking in its own self-interest and that uh, – and that we, um, if implemented, it could actually uh, harm the sector and ultimately harm consumers, lead to higher prices and, and undermine innovation. Um, so, But it was interesting to see that on, on page three of the Sunday Times today. Um, I, I, did, I did wonder – um, why he decided to 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 go so public with it um, it it did make me wonder whether Sipo Mercseko has any political ambitions um, I, I don't i really don 't know if he does, but um, it, it was an interesting move by the CEO of a major company that 's forty percent owned by the government um, but uh, there there it is. Go have a look at today 's Sunday Times or check out actually the the ad is on Tech Central under my column, so go and have a look at that. I think we'll take a quick break, Rechart. We'll be back right after this.
3: Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. We're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country, not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity for business, for life, for
0: you, and being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything.
3: Hello? I know you're there. Look, I can see the lights of the TV. Please. I just want to watch
1: the finale. Come on, guys. I'll give you a foot massage anything.
3: Time to get your own fiber? Speak to Vox. Because for a limited time period, you can save up to
0: 3,000 rand in installation costs. And we'll send a technician to help you get set up. Hello? Go to vox.co.za. Get fiber to your home. Get free installation and activation. Open the door to endless entertainment. T's and C's apply. Welcome back to the show. How's it, Rehart?
1: How's it, Duncan?
0: So plenty of time.
1: Is it also as cold in that part of the world as it is in this part of the world? Yeah,
0: it's uh, (laughs) midwinter, man. But it's it's not nice. I'm definitely a summer person. uh, Oh yeah. I don't mind the days; the sun shines and it's it's quite pleasant. But uh, getting up at seven in the morning is uh, (laughs) is deeply unpleasant, I must say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's a real telecom show this week, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. Cell C this week went to the high court in Johannesburg, uh, to seek an urgent interdict against ICASA, the communications regulator, um, arguing that, Uh, ICASA has given the industry too little time to implement the new data expiry and data rollover rules. They were given 30 days from the publication of the regulations in the Government Gazette, and uh, that took it to the 8th of June, Friday. Um, So they went to court arguing that – that you haven't given, given us enough time. In fact, Celsius is saying they need six months to be able to implement this on their back end billing systems and all the rest of it. Um, MTN has joined them in the case. They've, uh, they've come on board. I don't know if you call it a friend of the court or you, you become a co litigant, uh, but uh-huh. MTN joined them. Uh-huh. Telcom said on Friday that they are considering joining them. I don't know if they have. Um, Vodacom, curiously, is, um, is, is, is saying that that they haven't been given enough time, but they haven't said whether they're going to join the litigation or not. But certainly the the industry is is not happy about the short deadline that, that ICASA has given them. Um, are they? Uh, do they have a point? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't really have an insight into the complexities of, the, of these billing systems and these, these back-end systems that they have. It may well, very well be true that um, making these changes is very difficult. What may also be the case is that uh, these these companies are having to change their – their business models on the back of these regulations and and that m- may be more the reason why they need longer to to implement these things because they they really need to think about their pricing and and um, you know i 'd imagine that uh, um, changing the back end systems is a, is a matter of speaking to the vendor that they have have contracted to do that sort of stuff with them and telling them this is the deadline do it uh, so maybe it 's a bit of both uh, complex back end systems that need to be changed coupled with um, coupled with uh, the um, the impact it's going to have on their uh, on their tariff plans and, and packages.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at how it, most companies how it takes them, you know, it, how difficult it is to change businesses that are so cemented within a particular uh, structure or way of working. Mm. I can only imagine that this is, is going to have a profound impact on the back end business. Even just the basic thing is as keeping track of the accounting. Um, and and rolling over those minutes essentially, or um, those the, the data. Mm. Um, six months, yeah, I guess it's a fair amount just to, to allow them to to also test new systems. That should they be implementing anything, I mean, we don't know exactly what they what they're doing. Um, yeah, no, yeah, we, I mean we I, can't
0: I, we can't really know because we don't have insight into those systems and what mm. it involves. But uh, ICASA stood firm and they said no, we're not going to do this. Um, uh, it seems a little unreasonable from Ikasa. Maybe give them three months. Mm. Um, but Ikasa said, "No, we will see you guys in court." So it, they, all, they all ended up in court on uh, I think it was Friday. Uh, it could have been Thursday. I think it was. No, it was Thursday. Uh, on an urgent basis, and the the court ruled. It wasn't a judgment. It was an order of the court. They said they told Ikasa that you may not implement this until the court has had a chance to consider it. Um, they then gave ICASA ten days, I think it was, to respond a, or to re, uh, file a responding affidavit, and c and other interested parties, I think, a further five days to respond to the affidavit that's, uh, that that Ecosa um, submits to the court. So at least fifteen days before the court will hear this. Um, it'll probably be more time than that. So in effect, they've been given a reprieve of a couple of weeks at least. Um, but uh, I don't know, ICASA, I suppose, wants to be seen on the, to be on the side of consumers. Um, but it, it might have been easier and cheaper, uh, and ultimately ECASA use taxpayers' money, uh, to mm. simply say, Okay guys, you've got a you've got you've got two months, you've got three months. Make sure you've got it done by then. Um uh, it, it would appear to me that that would be the, the 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 smartest way of doing it, but I suppose Ikasa is playing a PR game as well here, and it's under pressure from the politicians and from consumers to be seen to be acting against the operators, uh, so they've decided to go to court, um, which will no doubt cost taxpayers a lot of money. But there we have it. Um, The new data rules have not come into force on Friday as anticipated, Um, so data rollover does not have to be offered, and Outer Bundle continues to exist, for now anyway. Sigh. So our next story, also telecoms-related. Vodacom um, took a bit of a knock this week at the Advertising Standards Authority. Um, they were told um, – in fact, they uh, they ran an advert, I think it was back in January, late January in the print media, claiming that they were SA's best network uh, using uh, something called the SACSI Index. Um, I forget what that stands for. South African Consumer Satisfaction Index, I think. Uh, and, um, MTN took issue with this, saying that in the past MTN, uh, the operators have always claimed to have a best network based on network performance, not based on some other measure like customer Mm. satisfaction. Mm. And so they took the issue to the ASA and the ASA found in Vodacom's favor. Um, and MTN wasn't happy with that. So they took the decision on review, uh, to the advertising tribunal. Uh, which is a review panel, and the review panel dismissed the uh, Advertising Standards Authority's initial finding and ruled in favor of MTN. Uh, so the decision was overturned, and Vodacom has been ordered to withdraw advertising based on Saxi that claims that it's the best network in South Africa. Now, this is all part of a, a huge investment that uh, both operators, but particularly MTN, have been making over the last couple of years. Uh, in fact, MTN South Africa has been outspending Vodacom South Africa on CapEx, Uh, over the last three years, and uh, there's no doubt that their network has shown massive uh, performance improvements. Uh, You use uh, MTN. Uh, Rechard, have you noticed a a significant improvement in the quality of the data service particularly?
1: Uh, Look, I've been very happy with their data service for many years. I mean, I've been with them since I first had a cell phone, Um, so it might be a little bit biased from that point of view. But yes, I've I've always get really good speeds in in even most rural places if I do go away uh, for a weekend. Um, obviously, there's few places that I've been to that Vodacom has got a better name or better better coverage. So I'd lose out there, but in yeah. the cities where uh, we roam, I'm I'm very happy. Uh, the, the The service is fantastic. the The quality of the data,
0: the yeah. service, yeah. So it's a bit of a knock for Vodacom which has always prided itself in being South Africa's best network and um, certainly there's been quite a bit of research lately, uh, some of it more credible than than others, uh, showing that MTN's network has in fact been outperforming Vodacoms in many areas. Uh, we look forward to the next set of uh, numbers, which are from Ookla, uh, which is uh, uh, the, guy, the guys who do speed tests. And I think their research is probably the most credible of it all, of them all. Uh, yeah. But we look forward to seeing the, the latest results from that, which will give us. Um, what, definitively, I think, one way or the other, whose network is best. Uh, but certainly uh, some research that's been done is suggesting that MTN's network is outperforming um, Vodacom's in, in, in many areas. So uh, Vodacom doesn't like to be second. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond to this. Uh, are they going to up their capital expenditure for the rest of the year? Are they, um, I mean, what are they going to do to to, uh, to reclaim that crown from MTN? Um, uh, because um, they have, they have, they have um, allowed themselves to slip relative to uh, MTN's performance, and of course MTN has been investing megabucks over ten billion rand a year for the last three years, so thirty billion oh. plus in its network. It's a heck of a lot of money, and is going to buy you a lot of network performance. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the fight is on between MTN and Vodacom as to who's got the best network, and it certainly looks like MTN has taken a bit of a lead for the moment, anyway. So, uh, Rechard, you wanted to talk about uh, Google and AI. they uh, I saw the headlines this week. They've, um, they've barred the U.S. military and uh, possibly other militaries from uh, using their AI technology in, in weapons. But uh, at the same time, they're con- continuing to, to work with the military. Tell us a bit about the story.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's basically around AI. I've been – I'm always trying to keep my eye on the, the – Developments because I find it so absolutely fascinating, and, and this is ultimately the stuff that's going to dictate how our tech is going to interact with, with us in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Google Google has partnered with uh, the Department of Defense in the U.S. Uh, on Project Maven, which is which is basically artificial intelligence that would analyse drone footage uh, from from the Department of Defense wherever they may be flying their drones, right? So, I mean, from a military point of view alone, this this could become sketchy if Google can't draw you know draw a line between what's good and what's what's bad ultimately. But Google, the Google employees, raised their concern about this, um, and as a result of it, Google Google decided to pull at least that part of the the contract which uh, expires next year. So Google won't be working um, with military on AI. So it won't use artificial intelligence to to decipher. Um, Potential targets, and I think that could also, you know, put Google out of harm's way when it comes to bad decisions that AI could be making. Uh, You know, you know what I'm saying. Yes. So Google Google is still going to be working with uh, the military on other projects that's not AI related. Um, So so they're not completely cutting their ties, but at least when it comes to this uh, advanced computer thinking. Consumers at least can rest assured that the that the search engine company isn't going to uh, potentially, uh, yeah, be a problem for them in the future when uh, there's a military <laughs> action.
0: <laughs> oh, interesting one, interesting one, and we're going to see more and more of these debates as as AI advances and becomes better and better and better. Um, mm.
1: it's, it's a scary future if you think about it. I mean, yeah. where do you draw the line if there's no if if there's no benchmark for this? You know, yes. We've never done this before.
0: Yes. So speaking of of Google, um, the Google Assistant, I, I, may, I may have mentioned this to you. I don't know if, I don't think I mentioned it on air though. If you go into the Google Assistant on your phone and uh, ask Google to tell you a riddle, tell me a riddle, uh, and and go down the rabbit hole, it's quite fun. <laughs> it,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, I started playing there, and it is fantastic. Yeah. Well worth well worth the time.
0: Yeah, if you if you haven't told the Google Assistant to tell you a riddle, uh, go do it after the show. Um, so that's our news this week uh let's uh, let's move on to our regular features uh our winner this week for obvious reasons is vumatel fantastic exit um assuming it's going to be a full exit which i think it will be uh well done to Niels skumania and petorius and everyone else involved at vumatel for that deal and uh our loser this week uh, for similar reasons is vodacom for apparently losing out on the deal um but there we go. Tough luck guys. You lost out on uh, Neotel and now you have lost out on Vumatel it would appear. What's your pick this week Rehad?
1: Um, so you know, I've been uh, back playing on the world of Windows. Um, welcome there's, home. There's always <laughs> welcome home. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not I'm not fully off Mac yet, but uh, I'm I'm exploring a lot of interesting things that I can you know that I can enjoy Windows with again. Yeah. But there are a few features that I do like on my Mac operating system that that's not natively in Windows 10. Not many, but there are a few. So I found this this week called Quick Look, and it essentially adds an instant preview to any files. Now what I'm doing. In my evenings uh, on the side, too, is I'm sorting out some old data that I have and clearing out some old drives because I've, I've just got a lot of accumulated data from years and years of backing up. So, for me, in order to, for me to quickly go through some of this content, is, especially if it's video files or video clips that I quickly need to view, I don't want to open it up in an in a Adobe application. A quick look basically just adds that functionality in the preview section for me. Okay. Um, and it supports most files. Um, uh, there, there will be a link in the show notes. It's available in the Microsoft Store, and it's for free. It's a really cool application. If you if you are sorting data and then trying to clean up and just quickly see what is in a file.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm going to check that out. Sounds cool. Um, my, my pick this week is a game. I've been picking a lot of games lately, but I, I seem to have found a, a bit of time over weekends to, uh, <laughs> to do some gaming. Nice. And um, I kind of have a bonus pick this week as well, though it's not a pick because I haven't played it yet. My pick this week is something called Steam World Dig 2. Um, it's, it's a game on Steam. Uh, it's a platformer, um, but a r- really, really fun. You you play a miner, uh, and you've got to go digging for all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, um, to uh, well, I'm not going to give away too much of the story. But uh, um, it's a platformer where you, where you, um, I think it's probably set in the 1920s or something, um, and you dig through, you mine, if, essentially, for, for for different things. But it's very well executed. It's a great little story. Uh, and very playable. I got it on a Steam special um, about two weeks ago. Uh, it's gone back up to full price, which I think is about 220 rand. But even at that price, it's it's worth it.
1: It's not cheap, yeah.
0: Yeah, Steam World Dig too. So to check that out, it's uh, if you like platformers, it's 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 very good. It's not a new game. I think it's been out for a bit. Um, but uh, uh, have a look and maybe add it to your wish list in Steam if you don't want to pay full price. I'm sure it'll be on special again at some point. And my kind of bonus pick, which isn't a pick this week, is Unravel 2, which was announced at E3 uh, just yesterday, um, game by Electronic Arts. Uh, the original game was absolutely <laughs> brilliant, uh, just Unravel. You basically play a ball of yarn uh, that, uh, <laughs> that that runs around it's, is that one of your
1: dreams I'll
0: take <laughs> up my go back to my knitting after the show but uh, <laughs> it, it, it um, it's a great uh, great little game but the first one is brilliant and the graphics are outstanding um, I've looked at the videos and the pictures from the new one and uh, I've just bought it uh, it's available mm-hmm. in, in ori- origin for 269 rand um, fantastic little game the original is I think on sale for just about nothing at the moment in in, in the origin so if, if you're an unsure about it go grab the original and then if you like that then uh, then get the the follow-up but it's also a little platformer but it's beautifully done it's very cute it's uh um absolutely gorgeous graphics um and uh, you kind of get mesmerized by the world that they've created um what's nice about unravel 2 is it's a multiplayer so you can play cooperatively online with a friend um, nice. uh, which will add a lot to the appeal of the original game. So, um, that's, uh, that's Unravel 2. It's already available. It was announced yesterday and released immediately into the Origin Store. So uh, go, go have a look, but check out the that's original. Check out the original; it's on it's on sale. I don't have Origin open on my PC in front of me right now, but uh, it's it's either free to play at the moment or it's um, just a couple of rand. Uh, that's the original Unravel. Unravel Two is two sixty nine. Um, but my main pick this week is Steam World Dig Two, which is a great little platformer. And uh, I think that's our show. Apart from our quiz results, let me do the first question. Remgro's CIVH is planning to buy 100% of fiber specialist Vumatel. How much of the business did it announce it has acquired this week? And that is 34.9%.
1: Second question. Which mobile operator this week took communications regulator to court over the short deadline it was given to implement a new rule about data expiry and rollover? And the answer, obviously, is celsi.
0: And which streaming video provider snapped up rights to England's Premier League this week? And that is Amazon.com. So uh, I think it only applies to the UK. So I don't think we're going to have soccer. I could be wrong, but I don't think we have the Premier League on, on Amazon Prime Video in South Africa. But it's an interesting move. And uh, I, I suspect it's not going to be too long before MultiChoice finds itself bidding for things like the Super Rugby games against one of these big international streaming providers.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Premier League in England, you know, to own that, it's, 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 yeah, it's massive. Ain't Um, cheap. It ain't cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm sure in South Africa, Supersport still has a dominance on that license, but uh, it's just, it's one inch closer to, I guess, uh, taking over. Um, Anyway, the fourth question this week's uh, quiz. Qualcomm this week unveiled a new processor for PCs in an effort to begin to dislodge Intel's dominance on the PC market. What is that processor called? And the answer is the Snapdragon 850. Very exciting tech indeed.
0: Yeah, and the idea is to turn your PC more into a mobile-type device, so the, the line between PCs and smartphones is going to blur even more. Mm. Uh, I really do look forward to playing with this uh, with PCs based on this process. It's going to be very, very interesting to do performance tests and see how they, how oh, they yeah. actually perform. Oh, yeah. And the last qu- question in the quiz this week, Microsoft this week acquired which platform for software developers and for a bonus point, how much is the deal worth? And that is GitHub. And they paid $7.5 billion for that company, which is quite remarkable. Um, and Good it,
1: Goodbye, in my opinion.
0: Uh, goodbye. Well, it's a
1: fantastic platform. <laughs>
0: don't don't tell that to uh, to any of the uh, the, the Linux uh, fans the loyal, know, yeah. who are not happy about the company being owned by Microsoft. But uh, it certainly has divided views. If you go and look at some of the Reddit forums, uh, 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 people are quite look, divided. Microsoft
1: and, certainly isn't. Isn't the evil corporation we all, you know, used to think of, it, it's, it's <laughs> pretty decent these days? You know? It is. They're not the. They're not
0: uh, the. Linux is a cancer company that they used once you mm-hmm. were. In fact, they've embraced uh, Linux uh, quite openly now and uh, uh, supported quite. Um, what's the word? Overtly, it's not the right word. But they mm-hmm. support. They supported fully in their Microsoft Azure cloud platform and mm-hmm. elsewhere. Um, they, they've realised that uh, that the operating system they that they don't have to be so uh, exclusive about Windows and uh, protected at all costs, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a good move by Microsoft. Exactly. Yeah,
1: and and they'll have to play their cards carefully too. I mean, GitHub is the kind of audience that would drop the platform and go somewhere else. You know, they mm. these are all tech, techies, and uh, if something doesn't work for them, they'll they'll move on. Um, so they have to, to handle it carefully.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's our show this week. Um, keep those WhatsApp uh, voice notes coming. Oh seven one triple nine double one double one is the number. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got any questions on today's show or any comments on anything we've said today, please do drop us a voice note and we'll include it in our next episode. If you want to go old school, you can, of course, email us. Info at techcentral.co.za is the email address. And uh, Rehut, if there's anything else. Oh, I just wanted to mention, uh, we've got quite a few audiophiles who listen to this podcast. And uh, we had some audio uh, issues at the start of the show today. Um, So Rehut is using a lapel mic at the moment. So um, the quality is not quite what we want it to be, but it's getting there. Uh, If you're going to have a listen to the, uh, if you can have a listen to the podcast that I did this week with uh, Mark Pilgrim, uh, I think that's the uh, the new benchmark in in the sort of audio, yes. online audio recording quality that we want to achieve on this podcast. Uh, but um, we should be back to with to full quality. I'm not saying this, that your quality was bad at all this week, Rechart. In fact, it was pretty good. Sure, sure. But, um, but we're going to get that silky smooth audio online Working as it should, um, hopefully from our next episode next Sunday. So we'll hope, you, hope you'll be able to join us live. We record at 1 o'clock or thereabouts. Uh, we'll try and stick to the 1 o'clock deadline. Um, yeah. And uh, you can find the live show on live.techcentral.co.za. And, of course, it will always be available pretty soon afterwards for anyone who wants to subscribe to it through their favorite podcatcher software. We'll be going live on Spotify uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, we are now available on Stitcher as well, uh, and most platforms, including iTunes, the Podcasts app on uh, on Apple, Pocket Casts, you name it. You'll probably find it hmm. if it's a podcast app, uh, Podcatcher. So uh, just search Tech Central, and you'll find all of our podcasts on those platforms.
1: Available in stereo near you.
0: <laughs> so until next week, from Richard and myself, cheers.
1: Cheers, cheers.